Saturday, August 4th. Nerds Drink Whiskey returns to Doggers. Come eat burgers with us at 1 p.m. 2 o'clock, we start recording the show. There will be prizes, and we don't just mean free shot glasses. Welcome to another episode of Nerds Drink Whiskey. Always sip, never slam. Uh, this month at Doggers, uh, we are going to actually kind of uh, uh, do a little bit of slumming. We're going to kind of go go the low end, kind of that low end of the bar, the scary end of the bar when you're kind of pinching pennies and you, you can't really get the, the even the decent. So we're going to start out with, uh, this is all going to be a little dangerous for us whiskey snobs, but... Uh, for you, we're going to make the sacrifice. So this may be not necessarily stuff we recommend, but maybe uh, stuff that'll be an entertaining to watch us uh, try. So uh, right now we're going to have Dogger come up on stage, and he's going to pour us a, a shot of Crown Royal. And uh, this is uh, this is the regular Crown Royal. Um, now they uh, Dogger was telling me that, that their uh, one of their highest sellers is the Crown Apple. And uh, we did cover Crown Apple a little bit on a uh, previous episode uh, when they were doing flavored whiskeys. But uh, he said the Crown Apple is actually their, one of their biggest sellers. So, uh, but this is straight Crown, so we're going to give this a try and uh, see, what, uh, see, if we can see, both, see if we can see out of both eyes still afterwards. Let's see. Hello. Kind of what I expected, very sweet on the tongue initially. Uh, definitely has that uh, that turpentine finish. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, uh, so it's 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 definitely uh, something that's low end on the uh, kind of like I said, the scary end of the bar. Uh, what, how much are these per shot? Seven dollars a shot. Seven dollars a shot. Okay, I can right. see. I can see why this is popular with a lot of people. A lot of people drink this. It's uh, kind of run of the mill. It's not too harsh, not too expensive, but uh, it's it's not bad. It was smoother than I thought. It's been years and years and years since I've had this. Yeah, it's uh, definitely that's why, probably why it's why it's real popular amongst uh, the college crowd. Uh, their budgets are a little tighter. Um, they couldn't. They couldn't. Uh, they, they, for some reason, they can't afford uh, shots of uh, Pappy Van Winkle. You yeah. know. Um, I think they just like to have that so, bag too that it comes in. The nice fancy bag. Yeah, the fancy purple bag. Well, when it comes down to it, anyways, I mean, you know, as far as I know, this is of the higher end of the Canadian whiskey spectrum. Anyways, I haven't seen a whole lot that are, you know, more well known than Crown Royal. I mean, there are certain ones, but I mean, Crown Royal is really the more, you know, upper middle to top shelf when it comes to Canadian whiskeys anyways. So, uh, I mean, this stuff is actually really not that bad. Um, you're absolutely right on the turpentine flavor. I will admit that. Yes, definitely. But, so, yeah, it's um, right there. Uh, what, what's your thoughts on uh, the Crown? Smooth, very smooth at first. 
rolls kind of rolls off the back of the tongue, but then you get that, as you described it, perfect. The finish is a little brutal. The finish is a little harsh. Most of my experience with Crown is Crown and Coat. So I really don't shoot Crown or sip it. If you like to mix whiskeys, this is probably a really good one for that. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, all right. Um, now, uh, uh, I think Dogger had uh, something to tell us. That mic's not working. Oh, his mic's not working. So uh, that's, that's why. And so, uh, what we're, uh, if, in case you didn't know, uh, this isn't, Jeff didn't uh, totally change his look or anything. Jeff was not able to make it, sadly. Uh, so I have an old friend of mine. Uh, I don't know, we've known each other, what, is it a quarter of a century or so? That, at least that? 30 years. That's right, because we, we knew school. each other in high school, yeah. So, uh, so he, he's been, uh, this is Jeremy, and uh, he's kind of filling in for Jeff. Uh, so that's why he doesn't have a Nerds Drink Whiskey shirt, but he does have a pretty nerdy shirt. Uh, and uh, as somebody who's known him for, for well over a quarter of a century, I agree with the message on the shirt. He does have issues. Uh, <laughs> some people have issues, some people have entire subscriptions. But uh, uh, I'm going to do my best to try and, you know, Dogger likes to pour big shots, and uh, he's trying to see if we can't, you know, if we have to crawl out of here, so. My experience is everything tastes better chilled when you're drinking the lower end whiskeys. Chill it, it goes down a lot easier. That's very true. Hello? All right, so, uh, I don't know, any, uh, any final comments on Crown Royal? Clears the sinuses. Uh, if you're a bro in college, go for it. Yep. If you haven't developed your taste, if you need something to mix with Coke, if you're at a party and that's what's available, yep. or if you're uh, just looking to save a little money, come here to Doggers and uh, get some. Cool. Uh, so uh, anybody in the audience have anything to say uh, about uh, Crown Royal? Any, any cool stories? Okay, we have one person from the audience. Uh, hold on. See, this person does not know that if you come to Doggers, for the Nerds Drink Whiskey podcast, uh, you actually, oh, he already got you free shot glasses. Excellent. Thoughts about the Kirkland? Kirk, the Kirkland? Kirkland, uh, the Canadian whiskey. Um, Crown. The what now? The, their replica of Crown Royal. I don't think we've ever had Kirkland. I don't think we've tried that one yet. Yeah. I do have a Costco membership, so I could, I could hook us up. I think we might have to uh, give that a try. Yeah. I'd give it a solid seven. A solid seven for the Kirkland. And is it basically Crown Royal, but with the Kirkland? Okay. All right. Well, we might have to, uh, we might have to try that and see if we uh, can notice the difference. But uh, all right. So, uh, uh, and we can see the Doggers was, was on it and got them shot glasses already. So that's pretty cool. All right. So uh, that's uh, this episode of Nerds Drink Whiskey. Uh, so... I think we're about to roll on nerd news. Is there any uh, anything else we should talk about before we go to the weekly nerd news? Not really. I think uh, I mean there's a few movies that came out since the last time we were here, and uh, I trust by now most of us have seen Deadpool two. Right? I have Absolutely. not, unfortunately. You haven't. Shame like, on you. I, I, I will admit I am in the minority, but I, don't I should work be kicking I, my saw. own butt right now. Um, but. You know. Uh, believe me, I love Deadpool, so. Okay, all right. I have a movie to recommend. I went and saw Upgrade. Really good sci-fi. I recommend it if you get a chance to go out and see it. Cool. Do. All right. So, uh, 
See you next week for another episode of Nerds Drink Whiskey. And uh, for those of you not watching this live, uh, we're going to go to uh, now to our weekly nerd news wrap-up. See you next week. Why Lucasfilm is wrong to keep attacking fans. Remember the Ghostbusters reboot that failed? When people brought up the weak script, they were accused of being racist and sexist. Yet people couldn't stop raving about how well done Wonder Woman was. Fans are still talking endlessly about how great Black Panther was too. Luke Cage gets endless praise. While Iron Fist received endless jokes about poor writing. So is it really misogyny and racism ruining Star Wars? Or is it weak writing, arrogant directors and a CEO with a chip on her shoulders? Now people talk about how weak the writing of The Last Jedi was. And they are again accused of being racist and sexist. We see a trend here. It's not because of sexist and racist fans. It's but a lack of quality. Will Lucifer Season 4 be all about sex and violence? When Chloe arrived at the Lux penthouse to confront her partner in crime solving about his flirtatious nature, Lucifer came out naked, co-showrunner Ildi Modrovich reminds. And ideally, we didn't want to see anything crazy, but we wanted to see the back of him, she reports with a chuckle. After all, everybody has a butt. In addition to possibly laying eyes on a demonic derriere, Henderson ventures, our blood can be a little more real. Our horror can be a little more hoary on Netflix. Obi-Wan Kenobi movie may skip theaters. The Boba Fett spinoff project is still being developed. But Lucasfilm has doubts about standalone movies for Boba Fett, Lando, Darth Maul, and many others. The doubt comes from the disappointing results of Solo, a Star Wars story. However, as many of these projects were already in motion, it is now rumored that these might be made for the upcoming Disney streaming service. Kevin Feige gives Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 updates. Writer-director James Gunn has delivered a draft. They begun official pre-production on that very, very soon. It'll be shooting early next year. Captain Marvel finishes in about two weeks. Spider-Man starts in about two weeks. Guardians 3 will start early next year. MoviePass will introduce surge pricing next month. MoviePass is planning to add a high-demand charge beginning in July for movies the app deems popular. By the end of August, it is also planning to launch a bring-a-friend option and a premium option to see movies in IMAX or real 3D. Tom Holland leaked Spider-Man title on his Instagram. Was he being clever or was this an actual mistake? In the video, he apologizes for no new info, then holds up the cover of a script. The title very clearly says, Far From Home. Tom Hiddleston confirms Loki's fate in Avengers Infinity War. Spoiler alert! Infinity War featured an endless stream of deaths of much-loved characters. One that first told us the movie would be absolutely merciless was Loki's demise. When Thanos killed him after acquiring the Space Stone. Hiddleston appeared at Ace Comic Con last weekend and confirmed that the God of Mischief is indeed dead and the character story has come to a close. Jake Gyllenhaal's Mysterio confirmed for Spider-Man Far From Home. Spider-Man Far From Home will pit our friendly neighborhood web-slinger against Jake Gyllenhaal's Mysterio. 
The classic Marvel villain known for his illusions and trickery will push Parker's spider sense into overtime. Spider-Man Far From Home will also herald the return of Michael Keaton as Adrian Toomes. This will all happen after Avengers 4, of course. Han Solo's blaster from The Return of the Jedi has sold for $550,000 at a Las Vegas auction. Julian's auction says Ripley's Believe It or Not bought the item last Saturday. The sci-fi weapon was the top-selling item at the Hollywood Legends auction. The blaster was part of a collection from the U.S. art director on the film James L. Shope. An Imperial Scout Trooper blaster from the movie sold for $90,625. DC Universe streaming service Details announced. DC Entertainment has released details of its upcoming DC Universe proprietary streaming service, including outlining the service's launch series and how comic books will factor in. DC Universe will launch with live-action series Titans later this year, followed by Doom Patrol, Swamp Thing, and the animated Young Justice Outsiders and Harley Quinn series in 2019. There will also be DC movies on demand, thousands of comic books, and more. No word on launch date or price that we could find. Why Hodor actor didn't like Ed Sheeran's Game of Thrones cameo. Sheeran showed up in the season 7 premiere as a Lannister soldier, speaking to Arya Stark while sitting by a campfire with fellow soldiers. Speaking to Huffington Post, Naren revealed he isn't a fan of these celebrity cameos on the show as he thinks they take viewers out of the Game of Thrones rich world. I'm not a fan of the cameos in Game of Thrones, Naren said. I don't like them. I think it's stupid. I don't mind going on record on that. I just think it takes you right out of the world. Especially Ed Sheeran. I was like, why is Ed Sheeran here? Halo Live Action TV announced. It will air on Showtime. The budget is rumored to be on the Game of Thrones level. It will kick off with a 10-episode season. Kyle Killen will serve as writer and showrunner. Director Rupert Wyatt will helm multiple episodes. Who would you cast as Master Chief? Screenwriter Jonathan Kasdan will write next Indiana Jones. Solo as Star Wars Story scribe, Jonathan Kasdan will write the next screenplay for Steven Spielberg's Indiana Jones 5. This is a rewrite of a script originally hammered out by David Coep, which begins production next April with a targeted release date of July 2020.